Hey, welcome back to the show. How would it feel if you were able to stop worrying about your relationship or whether or not the person that you like is going to text you back? And instead, you were fully in your power and you felt grounded and safe in your nervous system. And from that place, you become more magnetic as a result. And how would it feel to say no and set boundaries without guilt? What would you be able to do with all of that time and energy that you'd get back? How would it feel to have a regulated nervous system so that you didn't get swept out to sea and overthinking and worrying about worst case scenarios? And what if you knew how to bring yourself down from a trigger and instead of being reactive, you knew how to respond calmly and intentionally? That is just a small fraction of what you would learn when you join my new program, Secure. And if you've heard me speak of alchemy in the past, think of this as the latest and more upgraded version of that program. This program will show you how to have the kind of relationship that is deep, mature, passionate, and built on a sturdy foundation of ownership, communication, and realness. So whether you're dating or in a relationship, you'll learn vital attachment tools and strategies to work towards being secure. You'll also learn how to engage with other attachment styles of the people that you're in relationship with or dating. You'll learn to unlock your self-expression, your confidence, your authenticity. No more hiding or holding back who you are in the world or playing small. You're going to learn how to overcome self-doubt, go after what you really want, and be who you're meant to be. And through it all, you'll be guided through deep nervous system work to rewire old patterns, create lasting change, and step into your best life. And yes, this is a live group program, and it is a small group so that you're getting individualized and personalized support from me directly. I will know exactly what your relationship patterns are, what you need support with, and I will be providing you with unique integration tools so you know what to work on. And if the thought of group work makes you feel a little uncomfortable, then consider that there might actually be a very helpful and healing edge in that for you. Part of unlocking self-confidence and self-expression is about learning to do this work in relationship. And that's what the group environment sets up. If you've never done anything like this, it can bring up feelings of uncertainty and that's normal. But if there's a part of your being that feels like this might be the right program for you, then send me a message on Instagram or email that says learn more about secure and we'll have a conversation and I'm happy to hear you out for all of your thoughts your questions and your needs and if you do join you'll receive a major discount because you came from the podcast so it's really important to send me that phrase which says again learn more about secure on Instagram or on email I look forward to speaking with some of you about secure and now enjoy the episode Welcome to the Creating Conscious Relationships podcast with your host, Janelle Annette. On this podcast, you're going to be receiving my best teachings, tools, and practices so that you can create a conscious relationship from the inside out. So no matter your relationship status, you're going to find everything you need here to help your relationships thrive, including the one with yourself. Okay, so welcome back for another episode, and today we're going into how to not lose yourself in a relationship. 
So this is a super common one, a common concern, a common thing that happens. And we'll be talking about what's really going on underneath that when we are losing ourselves in relationship and how can we be preventative from that happening. There is a little bird chirping away in the background, which I'm not sure if you can hear, but a little nature never hurt nobody. So if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and leave a comment, leave a review. It means the world to me. It helps me. It will ensure that I continue making lots of good free content for you. And it's just a really dope ass thing to do. So get on over there and do it. And I also encourage you to share anything that you are learning on social media if you want to put it on your stories and tag me and let me know. Or if you have a family or friend in mind that you know could really benefit from this work, I encourage you to share it with them and spread the love. So before we get into today's episode, we are going to be chatting about my favorite thing, which is alchemy, which is my signature group program. It is a 90-day deep inner work dive into your relationship patterns, into your subconscious, into your belief systems, and you're really just going to walk away understanding who you are at the core, how you developed in the way you did, and also what to do with all of that information. What I see as a common issue in this space is a lot of people having insight on where their patterns developed and how, having some ideas about that, but really not feeling sure about what to actually do going forward and feeling really lost and stuck within it all. And the reason I created this program was because way back when I had a really big transformational healing experience from being in a women's circle where it was the first place that I really felt seen and held and loved and supported on a deep level. And not just for the pretty shiny bits of my personality that I put forward, but for the deep stuff that I normally didn't let people see. And I recognize that that's really where the real transformation happens when we're being witnessed by other people, seen on those deep levels, pushed to our edges of vulnerability and openness and authenticity, and how that really then transfers out into our actual relationships in the real day-to-day world. So that's the potency of this work and of alchemy. It is deeply supportive. It has modules to cover theory. So you're prepared to get on the calls. We do transformational exercises that you won't get anywhere else on the actual calls. You have tons of tools and resources and practices to bring into your life, into your relationships, into dating, into all of these areas of your life so that you can feel more self-loving, confident, accepting, and expressed. And really everything that is juicy and good in life is birthed from there. So big advocate and believer in this work, obviously, because I have been through all of these processes myself. I have been through deep layers of this work myself, and it has just been a gift that keeps on giving. So if you want more information, send me a DM saying alchemy program, and I will give you more details on alchemy and we'll be able to just open up a chat and talk further to ensure if this is the right program or not for you. And if it is, I'll let you know and we'll take steps forward from there. And if it's not, I will just recommend you other resources for your journey and you will be supported going from there. So reach out, send me a DM, we can get the conversation going and we will go from there. 
So let's jump into the episode again, where we're going to be chatting about how to stop losing yourself in relationship. So as a little overview, we're going to talk about how to tell when you're losing yourself in a relationship and why we tend to lose ourselves and really where codependency developed, why it's so important to maintain individuation in relationships, how a conscious relationship works, and how to come back to yourself, whether you're in a relationship or not. And if you're single, we'll talk about reconnecting to yourself so that you can prepare and be ready for your next relationship when it arrives. And if you're in a relationship, we'll talk about how to maintain a healthy separation so that attraction and polarity and lots of other deep connection still takes place in your relationship. So if you've ever been in a relationship and felt like you didn't know what you want when they ask you or you didn't really have your own leadership or insights into what it is that you wanted to do, whether that's just something in the day-to-day or something really big in your life, like a big life decision. Um, If you've ever felt like you are unable to imagine your life without them or this attachment to them based on fear of maybe not being able to build your own dreams or not even being connected to what your own dreams are, then you might feel like you've lost yourself in relationship, right? Or perhaps you know what you want to do, but you end up forgoing what you want and your own hobbies or your interests or your needs because you want to go with what it is that they want to do. You could even be in a caregiving role that takes you away from knowing yourself and focuses on the other person, which is what tends to bring us into losing ourselves, right? If we're fixating on the other and the other's needs more so than our own. So if you see yourself in this, you're not alone. It's a bit common and there's work to be done, right? So how is this all formed, this tendency to lose yourself in your relationship or codependency? And really the core of codependency underneath everything is our relationship to our mother, So at a time when we were infants, we were extremely codependent. We literally couldn't survive without our caregivers. And I say relationship to mother because she held you in her body. You were literally one in a sense, right? At one point in time. And there was a really great sense of enmeshment. So as you were born and you came into your own individual self, there's still a lot of enmeshment with your caregivers because you relied on them to meet your needs and you couldn't actually live a life outside of them. So of course, as we grow up, we become our own individuals, we become adults and we support ourselves and we take care of our needs. But then what happens is we enter into romantic relationships where all of these caregiver patterns are brought forward and we tend to repeat a lot of the codependent dynamics from our early childhood dynamic. So for example, in that caregiving role, if you learned somewhere in your family system that it was best for you to pay attention to everyone else's needs and neglect your own needs, you'll likely end up repeating that in relationship. And in a way, if you felt that you were safe when you were a kid, when you tended to other people, maybe you did things for other people and then they were really nice to you or they would just be more calm or more loving and available to you or whatever it was, you learned somewhere along the way that it was most advantageous for you to play out that role in relationship and then that repeats today. So we end up with these really blurred lines of self and other 
And a lot of the time, what's happening on a deeply unconscious level is this desire to be saved by our partner. Okay, so hands up if you've ever fantasized that someone was going to come and sweep you off your feet and take away all your problems and help you build your dreams or maybe just have dreams already that you could write off or whatever, right? doesn't work because we're on a podcast, but a lot of people's hands are up right now, okay? I've done this in group programs and everyone raises their hand. So this is very normal, right? It's as if we're wanting to be a child again and returning to those days of ease and just feeling like all of our needs were going to be taken care of for us and we could just relax and sit back and feel safe in that care and that protection. So as much as we might see ourselves as independent, sovereign adults like we are, you still, in a lot of ways, crave that security and that safety. And relationship is a place to care for one another and to help each other get needs met, absolutely. But when we have this really deep unconscious desire that we need to be saved, and that we need another person to complete us, to make us whole, we tend to enter into really codependent dynamics where we tend to lose ourselves and feel just generally disempowered. Like, I need this person to be complete and I need this person to save me and I can't do it on my own. So that's why it's so important to learn how to maintain individuality in relationship and within yourself so that you don't do that and you can really lead a life that is for you and not based in another and you can really discern between what's yours and what's not yours, what are your desires, what are not your desires and not bring in or harbor resentment toward a partner for not meeting that because you've gotten so lost within them, right? Because if we don't have this sense of individuation, we just end up feeling generally kind of unfulfilled and we just make choices that are really not for us. They are for another and it can get really messy and we can look back and have a lot of regret and that's not the way that we want to live our lives. So what is possible on the other side of this pattern, the pattern of losing yourself in a relationship? Well, that can be expansion and growth in a partnership, right? That can be truth-telling and openness rather than holding back and harboring resentment. That can be self-expression, freedom, happiness that is all made possible through knowing yourself and prioritizing your needs. That can be calling in healthy and secure partners or cultivating that in your current relationship. And really just cultivating success in all the ways that that word means to you, whatever your alignment is, whatever truly brings you happiness, fulfillment, contentment, and all of these things in connection, I would say that's success. So whatever that means to you, but that is what is all possible when we learn to cultivate our own individuality within the dynamic of a partnership. So let's talk about how we actually get here, okay? First of all, all of this is just originating from knowing oneself. So when you have a solid sense of your identity, which is through knowing your inner needs, and a lot of that derives from actually having a connection to your body. So classically, so many of us live just lost in our mind, and we don't actually know what the fuck is going on down there in the body, right? We're just like lost in thought, going for a loop, and we don't even know our needs. And that actually just comes from the body. It's very simple. Our body is telling us on so many levels what it needs physically, emotionally, what it's feeling and what it needs. And really, this is just a big activity in reparenting ourselves. And that's a big element of what I get into in alchemy and in all my client work is that we need to learn how to pay enough attention and to listen and to cultivate that relationship to our body so that we know what we need and we can ensure that gets met and that is heard and honored in relationship, right? 
So that comes through building that connection, which you can do in somatic work, you can do in meditation practices, you can do checking in with your body each and every day, which is something I get my clients to do of saying, what's really going on in here? What are the sensations that are present? What are the emotions that are present? And based on all of this exploration, what is it that I need today? And how can I ensure that that need gets met, right? So really having that check-in process and committing to that. It's one thing to know what you need. That's the first step. And then it's how do we actually communicate that and feel safe in setting boundaries or asking for what we need and really speaking up for ourselves in that way. And that's a practice. And boundaries are a huge conversation in themselves. But I would say if that's a big edge for you, just getting started initially with figuring out what it is that you need on a day-to-day basis. It sounds simple. It's actually fairly challenging. Uh, reconnecting to the body and then working in little integrative step-by-step ways that you can begin to set boundaries, say no, and eventually even ask for what you want, which is, I guess, the final progression of that. And if you're somebody who struggled with caregiving tendencies and putting your needs last, this is a journey. And I recognize that, but one that you can certainly embark on and see great change in. Another way to come into your own individuation, if we go back to your parental relationships, and this is something that I cover in one of the modules inside my program, is how we can actually come to recognize how we haven't yet individuated from our parental figures. What are the belief systems that were passed down to us that we still hold, right? Whether that's something that your mother said about all men are this or to be a woman, you need to be this, right? So there are things that she likely said to you if you grew up with a mother. So there's things that she likely said to you that you inherited and that you really took on and that forms a belief. And there's also the unsaid things that she did that had you form certain beliefs and behaviors that you now hold towards yourself, right? So when we really understand our belief systems, we understand our behavior. And this is part of this individuation process of recognizing this isn't actually mine to hold anymore. So for example, if you witnessed your mother being highly critical of her image and talking about how she, let's say, always needed to lose weight, you would likely internalize that as a woman, it's important to look this way and that way and to lose weight or to be light or whatever that may be. Or she might have directly said to you, hey, you need to look this way or this doesn't look very good. You should try to change that. Or perhaps it was none of those and it was that you just watched her look in the mirror and look defeated and disappointed and maybe after she looked in the mirror, she just became less engaged with life, right? So just playing into how these different belief systems could be formed. All of that is interpreted by you and your child mind and in your teenager mind or wherever you recognize that and it is forming these deep-seated belief systems about what it means to be a woman, Right, So when we can recognize that a lot of the ways that we have developed are really just adapted from our parents and from what we witnessed, and this applies to mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever your family system was like, and your interpretations of the world and yourself and how to act and how to not act and everything in between is all developed from this place, right? So if we can recognize all of that and say, I'm actually choosing to step away from this belief I'm actually choosing to step away from this pattern because it's not mine to hold, right? I just inherited it. I can let it go. We find a deeper sense of self 
and maturation. And this is really important, again, in this conversation of maintaining individuality in a romantic relationship. So we separate emotionally and psychologically from those early caregivers, and we really come into our own self. And of course, to a degree, you're always going to hold belief systems that were passed on to you, right? And you're always going to be influenced by that, but it's going to be in a way that you get to more consciously choose. And another aspect of this is just having time on your own. So if you're single, really taking this time to explore who you are and to experiment Part of coming into knowing what you want is figuring out what you don't want. And that can look like a lot of trial and error. So allowing yourself to really explore and meet new kinds of people and try new kinds of things is really important. And even if you're in a relationship, doing this as well, right? Taking time apart from your partner to spend time alone and to have fresh perspectives and experiences is really important. And all of that serves as a pattern interrupt so we don't get too stuck in these unconscious tendencies to become enmeshed with another, right? And all the other things that we do in relationship. And of course, if all of this is feeling like a lot to interpret and to understand how to apply in your life, and you want to be more supported and guided specifically into this journey, that is again where alchemy comes through. So I encourage you to reach out, send me a message, start that conversation, and we can go from there and we can see if this is a program that will support you. And really my intention with this program is that you feel empowered and supported and that you get given all of the awareness and all of the tools that you need to move forward in life and relationships, knowing how to continue healing and how to work through challenging situations as they come. There can be a lot of growth within the three-month container, but furthermore, you're going to just know yourself in a way that you can't unsee. <laughs> I like to call it being painfully aware when we just start to see how all of the dots connect within our lives and then we know what to do with it. And that can be sticky sometimes. And sometimes we've got to cycle through the same painful pattern a few times over, but ultimately we can be empowered to create lasting transformation and change in our lives and in our relationships through knowing how to self-apply this work. All right. So that is it for today's episode. Again, loving reminder and request to please rate, leave a comment to support this podcast and send me a message with your insights, questions, or shares. I really love to hear them, and I really want to know what you're getting from these episodes, what questions you have from here, and that will really just help me to create supportive content and episodes for you going forward. So that's all for today. Sending you my love, and I will see you on the next episode.